Hey everybody, welcome back to Adam and Steve, not Adam and Eve, the podcast that you need in your life. We're back. We're back. So <laughs> for another fun episode. I think I say that about every episode. Yeah, they're all fun. But they are fun though. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> How you doing today, Adam? I'm doing just as fabulous as I can be. I know. Can right? do. <laughs> I know, because there's not been there hasn't been a lot that we can do. I mean, we did yeah. go to the beach. Yeah, we went to the beach. Yeah. We went we did a little San Diego trip for Labor Day. That was really fun. Yeah. That I was mean really fun. besides the part where y'all made me hike down the cliff for Black's Beach. Well, you know, you <laughs> faced a fear. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm making you a bigger, stronger person. I don't know about all that. But it was it was I don't know if any people if you've never been to Black's Beach in San Diego, it's like clothing optional and it's beautiful but you have to like hike down a cliff and back up a cliff well i mean you have an option but they didn't tell me that until it was too late (laughs) and it is super super high and i am terrified of heights and i thought i was gonna die well you made it (laughs) and those bitches were like look at the view it's so beautiful like screw y'all i can't look at nothing you know yeah but anyway you'll go again well, I will, but I will take those stairs that y'all told me about after, <laughs> and I could just meet you. I'm like, bitch, just go get the spot. I'll meet you. <laughs> we'll wait like 45 minutes for you to get there. I mean, you could just set up and stuff, and then when I get there, you know, party will be going. We'll have a drink ready for you. Well, that's all I need. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, but we also did a, a, Pilates, a Pilates kind of impromptu class this weekend, and yeah, yeah which kind of leads into our guest if yeah. you want to introduce. Yeah, so we yeah, we did. We um we can let's tell the story how how this happened. Okay, let's tell it and then we'll segue into who our guest is. <laughs> <laughs> um well no, well, let me see. Our guest. All right. So we have our guest, Chaz Knight, with Hello. us. And Chaz is um we've been friends for a long time. I don't even know. Almost almost ten years now. No way. I mean, I've been here for eight years and I met you right away. So That's... it's almost ten years. Freaking insane. Not crazy. So Chaz and I met in my dance class when I used to teach um, jazz, funk, hip hop. And Chaz came in and I knew he was a dancer right off because I can always tell the dancers. <laughs> and um, we became really good friends and started hanging out and stayed together for a little bit. And um, I don't know. So we've just been friends all these this time. And um he has a Pilates studio and we wanted to dance. Adam and George and I wanted to dance and they were like, make a dance routine. And I was like, okay, so I'm, I'm going to make a dance routine. And Chaz was like, come dance at the studio. So we went to the studio to dance and we could not get our fucking home pod. <laughs> Apple needs to get that shit right. figured out. We they need a system update or something. Right. They, it, yeah. It's gotta, it's gotta be fixed. It, but. We couldn't get the home pod to work. We couldn't get the Wi-Fi to work. Alexa so, you know, it wasn't failing us. No. Yeah, right. Everything was just going against us. And so I had like came up with like a, a ghetto little booty popper and, um, to do. What, but what song was it going to be? It was, um, it was tap in. Ta- tap in by Saweetie. Yeah. Because, you know, it samples Blow the Whistle. Mm-hmm. And, um, yep, samples that song. So, you know, we're about to dip it and yeah. do it. <laughs> so, we're, we're all there. Everyone's standing around. And I'm like, okay, this music's not working. But <laughs> we're here. We have this gorgeous space. Let's, uh, let's move. And um, I haven't had the opportunity to take Steven through my work. And I, uh, I have all the equipment in the studio. And I say, I decided, okay, well, we're all here. Let's just, let's work out. Let's not yeah. waste the time or the space. 
I know, yeah, and it was really cool. Like, it was I've never, I mean, I'd never done Pilates before that, and I know it was like classical like, Pilates, like, ladies and gentlemen. Super classical, simple session that we right. did, but <laughs> because I'm not the most flexible individual, but uh, yeah. it felt good though. Like we yeah. used the reformer machine, mm. and it felt great. Mm. Um, I really liked it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was totally impromptu. We had no idea we were going to be doing that. But <laughs> I specialize in teaching men in their first time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really well. In many different ways. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was like, I can do a whole lot of different things for the first timers. <laughs> no, it was really great. So um, yeah, we At least would, we did something, you know. Yeah, and we'll do it we again. Get the best of it. Absolutely. Yes. Totally we'll do it again. And um, But we'll get that dance class in too. Yeah. Because I have to try to remember that routine because I've done so many that they just blur together after a while. I'm like, mm. eh. Let's do it soon. Yeah. So anyways, um, but it was great. So thanks for that. You're welcome. Yeah. But yeah, before we get into Chaz's story, um, it's what? Time for a little analogy. Yeah. Let's do it. And why? <laughs> I'm just telling you this for your own good. That's right, Chaz. <laughs> telling you this for your own good. I'm prepared. So Adam's going to take that one. Well, the term we're going to do this week is going to be power bottom. Because, <laughs> I mean, Chaz is on. And I wouldn't know it's anything. A, why it's appropriate. <laughs> and a power bottom is basically just a, a dominant bottom who likes to be in charge and take control and kind of, mm, no, is it, I'm not a power bottom. Like, please correct know. me. I don't know that I agree with that. Okay. Well, so I what, mean, would, what you, would you yeah, say? Yeah. Let me hear your definition. Not necessarily like taking control or being dominant, mm-hmm. but just like participating. <laughs> like I'm not just going to lie there and okay. be a starfish. Mm-hmm. I'm going to arch. I'm going to look. <laughs> going to twerk. I'm going to give you angles. <laughs> like I am hanging from the ceiling. I'm putting on a show. Yeah. Yes. Well, you so know you when go. you look back, it's for real. Yeah. <laughs> when you look you're, you're, you're never like, the you're never like, oh, this hurts. Oh, no, never like, oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh. no. You're like more bitch. Oh. You got a friend? <laughs> <laughs> well, girls, now you hear it. <laughs> Take it from the experienced one. Right, girls, now oh. you have the definition. So if you are one and you're not putting the work in, do better. <laughs> if that's what you're claiming you are, right? you're when not you, doing what Chaz is saying. Yeah, exactly. When you know better, one. you do better. <laughs> if you don't have that back arch, you better stretch. Okay. Right. Get it together, ladies. Well, oh, I don't yeah. know. There well, you have it. That was fun. <laughs> so I don't know. We just thought it would, you know, I would say these last few episodes, you all been blessed with guests. Mm. We've been having a lot of guests. Yeah. Lately. It's just because everybody's been having really interesting stories. Don't you think? Yeah. We well, and everyone's got some time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is true. That is true. I mean, uh, if we don't have anything right now, we have time. Yeah. But still, don't you, don't you feel like your days go by fast, though? Even though I'm working at home, I feel like my days go by fast. For the most part, yeah. You know what I, I mean? just feel like the weeks in general, everything blends together at this yeah. point. Well, like, it, I feel like there's less breaking it up. You know, there right. used to be like, okay, work week, weekend, something happens. And now it all just kind of yep. blows right into the next. I'm like, is it Monday? Is it Tuesday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like an old person, like like I'm having my dinner at like six and seven. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like the early bird special. I used to eat at like eight and nine, you know? Right? That's Which what I'm is saying. Like probably bad, but. I, yeah, well, but it's like now I'm having an early home. bird special uh, because I have nothing to do when I get to work. I'm like, I guess you I'm You look at the clock dinner. and you're like, oh, I'm tired. And it's like seven. Right. <laughs> 
I'm so I'm gonna lay down. It's eight thirty. <laughs> like, it's so late. I know. I called Anthony the other day, and he it was like nine. He was already like sleeping in bed, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I just go to bed early. I get up at five. I'm How like, is that tall drink of water? That one. He's in Cleveland. Okay. She moved to Cleveland and got booed up. He's hot so. in Cleveland. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> she moved and got booed up. Yeah. But um, anyways, I guess let's get into it, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, like I said, I've known Chaz for a while. and um, Almost a decade. I know. It's crazy. It's really insane. But um, let me just say, I would not have made it in LA without uh, Steven's friendship and kindness. Aww. And you know what? I can, um, oh, I know for a fact that he's extended, he's extended that type of courtesy and friendship and love to a ton of people. And I don't know if he hears that a lot, but let me just say like, thank you. Oh, I wouldn't oh, be, thanks. I wouldn't be where I am today without you. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I care. I really do care about people. Like I, I don't know. Like, I just, I do, I do. I just like care about people and like I always want to help people. Um, So, yeah. But, you know. And now I have a Pilates studio in Beverly Hills. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was like, fancy Nancy. (laughs) Let's talk about that a little bit. So, where are you originally originally from? Um, I am originally from Tucson, Arizona, which is a really cool little town. I've never Um, been there. You know what? Uh, Arizona is this funny kind of red state, but Tucson is this artsy, progressive, supportive, queer, uh, little blue town. Oh, that's and cool. And it really nurtured me. Um, I came out at 14, and there was a gay youth center where I could go to a support group that my mom found for me. Oh, um, that's awesome. And I went to a performing arts high school, mm-hmm. and I felt really nurtured and taken care of in that town. So when you came out, your your family was accepting? In, in terms of, I guess, your mom. Well, and I, I had come out, um, I came out as bisexual. Oh, well, so. oh, well, yeah, because that was the easier <laughs> segue back then. Um, and <laughs> I had come out to friends, but I hadn't come out to my family. Mm-hmm. And I was at a friend's house, or I had been at several friends' houses, and my mom actually got a random phone call. She said, hello, um, just want to let you know your son is either gay or bisexual. In case you want to get him some counseling. Somebody just randomly called your mom and said yes. that? And my mom's like, well, who is this? And she said, a friend, and hung up. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. That's Shade. ridiculous. Shade. The setup. So did your the, mom come and talk to you about it? Oh, my it? God. I was like in my room doing some Dancing nonsense. to Something. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> something ridiculous. Right. And my mom walks in, and it's like she's just seen a ghost. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, hey, let's go. She's like, we're going for a ride right now. It's like, okay. So- we get in the car and we go to the grocery store and she just stops in the parking lot and she sits there for legit like five minutes. And she goes, are you gay? <laughs> Your mom has a very like, deep voice. Um, well, that's, <laughs> I mean, she was like this like yeah, very yeah, yeah. stone yeah. faced, like, it's like, um, I'm bisexual. And she's like, well, what does that mean to you? Uh, I like boys and girls. She's like, okay. And then she proceeded to break down mm-hmm. and then told me that she's known since I was two. Oh. And that she had a conversation with my grandmother when I was two years old. How? Did you Apparently, worry? I was the gayest little toddler they you've know, ever they know, seen you think? in your life. They do know. Like, I mean, That's they know. So like, I found out that my mom and dad talked about things, too, when I was younger. And I, did, I had no clue. Mm-hmm. And so my brother told me, because my mom told my brother that mm-hmm. they had conversations about me. And I was like, what? I had no clue either. Yeah. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah. And then... Um, Afterwards, my mom told my brother, which I was, uh, my brother and I are very close. He's amazing. 
I was really nervous about that. And his response was, oh, that explains a lot. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Like, but don't you think it's funny, though, how, like, a parent will be like, I've always known. And you're like, well, bitch, why don't you try to help me? Say, <laughs> why don't you try to say something for me? <laughs> help me through this process, okay? Right? You know, and then come to find out, like, me being gay was, like, the family joke. And right. I had oh no idea. You're like, none of y'all bitches couldn't say nothing? Like, yeah. But, I mean, like, looking back at photos, I just, like... Damn! If you've never seen a gay toddler, yeah. Oh my god! Well, I want to see these photos. Hello, of you no, now. there are there are photos of me and my mom's heels. I have little balls in oh. under my shirt, so it looks like I've got. Oh balls. yeah, there you go. I would slip a pillowcase over my legs and then cross my feet, so I looked like a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> and those are just a few of the things that uh, there is a so photographic the signs evidence. Signs were all there. Oh my so. goodness! Yes. So nobody was truly surprised. No, 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 no. Well, that's. I mean, at least it wasn't like a traumatic type no. of. Experience. And you know, when it yeah. when all was said and done, uh, my mom explained that the crying was just about. I don't want the world. To be cruel to you. Yeah, that's yeah. what my, that's how my mom was. Too. I mean, and that's understandable as a parent because yes. mm-hmm. we don't choose to be gay. I mean, nobody chooses to go and have people call them names, kill them, like yeah. you know, all the the things. I mean, I wouldn't change anything now. Never, um, no, but no, all. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> never. Never. Wouldn't change nothing now. Life is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah, I wouldn't change anything now. So you were in Tucson. So my before I lived in Tucson. My parents separated when I was super young, and my brother and I were bounced back and forth between them like two schools every year until I was like... Wait, where were you before Tucson? Um, well, his parents were. My, I was born in Clovis, California, oh, but I was there okay, for a very okay. short period of time. Got it, okay. And then my brother and I were just like ping-ponged back and forth between them forever. Oh. Uh, so Tucson was the first place where I really got to settle. And I came out, I got Tucson when I was like 12, I came out at 13. And that was a whole ordeal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found rave culture in its kind of infancy. Oh, that was fun. Yes, it was. <laughs> so <laughs> Tucson, Arizona had a very lively rave desert party scene. Mm-hmm. And my gay ass kind of wandered on in so and how, found how acceptance. Old you then? 14. When you were going to raves? Yes. I snuck out through the dog door at night. Oh. I put my big fur pants on. My goodness. And yes. Uh, and that's where I found rave culture. That's where I took ecstasy for the first time. Mm-hmm. And that's where I kind of explored dancing and movement for the first time. Mm-hmm. I remember my first party uh, dancing while the sun was coming up over the Arizona desert. And it was beautiful. Yeah, and that really that kind of like, shaped my love for movement and c- club culture. Really. I was gonna say because that was like rave and like the club kids, like that whole. Scene. It's it's it's. I mean, uh, the whole kind of what is it festival yeah. rave mm-hmm. thing has come back around. Right, but how old back. do I feel? I'm like I was there when it was Bro, when know, it happened the I, first time. I was doing like that. <laughs> I was doing that stuff in Texas too, like. <laughs> like the 90s yeah. <laughs> we were dressing up like crazy shit going to clubs like bumblebees and shit like yes. i've got i've got photos right. of the, the beads from my right. wrist up to my elbow right. yeah. glitter in my spikes like right couldn't no. tell you shit though oh yeah. no you couldn't tell me a damn thing wearing those jinko jeans honey <laughs> a little half shirt on with a monkey yeah. face on it yeah i thought i was cute that was, that was it back then yes so you you that was around, you said fourteen you started that in yeah. Tucson and then at, at what point did you come here did you go somewhere and you what you went to oh New York didn't you so um, 
at, I finished high school a year early and got my GED because I was going to kind of an inner city school at the time and I was dealing with a lot of bullying because I, I was out and I was one, I was one of two uh, gay kids in the whole high school mm. and I was out, out, out. I kicked that door down. Mm-hmm. I was wearing bell bottoms before it was cool again. Boys <laughs> <laughs> were like, are those your sister's jeans? I'm like, I don't have a sister. Uh. <laughs> oh my God. And so, I can imagine little OU. <laughs> <laughs> all the sass, I didn't care. Like uh, I took all the stairs. I stood up like I just I felt my life had been so turbulent up to that time that I wasn't afraid of anybody and I wasn't going to let anyone dictate to me mm-hmm. how I was going to look, act, or feel. Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. I actually um, admire that. I was very much the opposite. I was I was made fun of for being gay but trying to hide it the whole time. But I came out like I could have just saved all that you know and just been like yeah but you know but it's hard at that age it's not everybody has that you know it's hard but like I said I I moved around so much and it didn't matter which school I was at or which city or which state all the kids seemed to be calling me the same names and making the same jokes Mm -hmm. and it didn't matter where I went it sounds like huh maybe it's me so Mm -hmm. by the time I came to terms I just decided to completely own it Mm -hmm. and there was no going back. And I feel so, I felt empowered and I still do to this day that it's, uh, I got to go to prom with my boyfriend. It was, uh, yeah, yeah. how many people get to say that? I mean, I guess now it's not a big thing, but. I mean, it's still a big thing in a lot of places. It's just where we live, we kind of, we're in such a liberal place, but it's, it is a very big deal in a lot of places still. It really is. Mm -hmm. And, and that's why it's important that we talk about these things because you never know who's listening and because a lot of people still dealing with bullying yeah, and all yes, that kinds of stuff. Now, absolutely. You know, it it's like you, better. yeah, yeah it does. but it's, it's like, so much better. And yeah. yeah, it does. It's just like, you just wish like, I know Adam and I probably feel the same way like this. Like if, if I could do it again and, be as confident as I am now for the way I'd be like, fuck all y'all yeah, bitches. But you know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. But I at waited. the time I couldn't do that where I grew up at and the time, you know, but don't you yeah, wish you like, absolutely. I mean, I was 26 when I came out. Yeah. Like I think about all those years that I just, I didn't Did allow myself to be myself. I, mean, and I was, it, I was over it by the time. Oh. I was <laughs> and I was like 23 when I finally yeah. did. But like, if I could just go back to like high school or junior high and be as confident now mm. and just stand no. up for myself. I mean, and it's only been seven years for me. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Well, I have a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Not trying to throw you under the bus mm-hmm. or anything. But um, classical dance. I mean, like I said, I moved around a ton growing up, so I never got the opportunity to do soccer or gymnastics or anything like that. Uh, so when we finally settled in Tucson, I came out, did that whole thing, <clears throat> finished high school, and then I had this year of between 17 and 18 where I just had a lot of sec- self-exploration mm-hmm. you know, to do. And I was like, okay, well, I have this, uh, this time. What do I want? What makes me happy? And I really didn't know. So I, re- I enrolled in community college. And one of the classes that I enrolled was a jazz one uh, jazz technique. Mm. I walked in the first day and this woman looked like she stepped out of an 80s movie, like <laughs> super old. One, clearly like mega dyed box black hair, chop bangs, yes. scrunchy, half sweater, <laughs> leg warmers, <laughs> the whole thing. I love it. And her class was so legit. It was real dance technique. She was so passionate. And after the first class, I remember I walked up to her and I said, I'm going to be a professional dancer now. Thank you. 
She chuckled a little and she was like, mm, okay. You're like, okay, girl. And <laughs> two weeks after being in that class for the first time, she told me, well, if you want more, there's a jazz one, there's a jazz two, a jazz three, and then there's a composition class at the end of the day. If you want to stay for all of them, I will allow you to audit. And I did. I went from not dancing at all to dancing for like six hours a day. And that's where my kind of classical journey began. No, that's cool. Yeah. When you say allow you to audit, did you say? Mm-hmm. That's in, you can audit classes in college and not get any credit for it, but you can take the classes. Okay, so that's just a term for... It, I, I'm not familiar with that. No, that's so I can is. take the class, but I'm not being graded. Got yeah. I see. But like I come from like pharmaceutical regulated, so I, I hear audit and I think of like like FDA coming in. <laughs> yeah. or like no, know. people do that a lot. A yeah. lot. Like they can be interested in something and they can they'll allow you to gotcha. sit in and take the class, but you don't get credit. Mm-hmm. You don't get graded, but you still get mm-hmm. all the benefits of taking the class. So. Okay. So I had no <laughs> technique, no ability, but from all my kind of drug-addled raver days. I just had this ability to just connect and express. And Mm -hmm. with her guidance, I was able to kind of hone that into um, real real dance technique. Mm -hmm. And in less than five years, I went from not dancing at all to being at the most prestigious contemporary dance school in the world, in New York, Um, just by deciding that that's what I wanted. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. What year did you move to New York? Do you remember? Oh, my God. Um, maybe like, Jesus, like 2010, 2011, yeah. around there. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, when you came in class and you were doing dance, I knew you had... Oh, yeah. You had definitely had technique I was and a, dance. And, I was a beast yeah. at that time. Because I always, I can always recognize like somebody who's had like training and, yeah. and, and dance well, for a long I time. Well, I was at A-League. Then there's someone like yeah. me who comes in. <laughs> right, I'm like, <laughs> oh, she, uh, she's definitely not done this before. <laughs> oh, she's got a great personality. <laughs> no, I used to have a girl like that. She would always literally get like right behind me and she was so horrible. And... Like, I would teach an, an account or two, and I'd be like, you guys have it? And she'd be like, yes, give us the next, give us the next. I'd be like, girl, you didn't even get the first one. Like, <laughs> no, you don't have okay, it. Okay, let's change lines. Let's right? change lines. Front to the back, back to the front. But in her head, she thought she was really throwing it down. Yeah. I was like, girl, she would just be, like, so ready. But anyways, yeah, when you came in, I knew. Like, I can always tell somebody. And so, um, but how long were you in New York before you came? How many years did you stay in New York? Five years. Five years. I was in New York for five years, yes. So I always thought you came to L.A. because you wanted to do more commercial dancing. Was that it? That is not what happened. Oh, wait. There was a boy involved, too. I do remember uh, this. Okay. Okay, so hold on. Calling you out. Hold on. Let me, just say this, <laughs> right, let me just say this real quick before Chaz gets into it. So Chaz and I have known each other for a long time, yes. And we stayed together for a while. But Chaz is also one of those people so who doesn't open up a lot. So this is kind of funny because... I don't know a lot of stuff about him. Like I know some things, but he's never one of those persons that like when we sat there and talk and would just voluntarily say, you know, when I was a kid, blah, blah, blah. Like you have to ask him a specific, specific question. questions that aren't closed in it. They have to like, if he can yeah. answer in yes or no, that mm-hmm. will be your answer. <laughs> so <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, it, he's, he's, so a, you're going to be actually be hearing a lot of this for the first time. Yeah. yeah. Cause a lot, I didn't know. So I, I would glean things here and there, mm-hmm. but like, or he would start and then just stop. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, you going to finish? <laughs> like what, what's the rest <laughs> of the story? So anyway, so yeah. So why did you come to um, LA? I, um, 
I was preparing to move to uh, San Francisco for a fellowship at Lions Contemporary Ballet. And um, I was overtraining and I injured myself in a super basic ballet class and just screwed up my left ankle, knee, and hip. And that was it. Mm. I lived in a fifth floor walk up and I, you can't crutch around New York. Hell She's no. not kind. Mm-mm. So I stuck it out for about two weeks and basically was like, okay, well, mental breakdown. I have to go back to Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I'm lucky enough to have an amazing younger brother who took me in. He and his girlfriend let me have a mental breakdown on their couch, put me back together. Mm-hmm. I got, uh, well, when I could walk again, I got a bartending job at the local gay bar. I saved my money and got uh, a train ticket and brought myself to L.A. Uh, and it. yes. There was a boy involved. <laughs> there I do remember There was that. a boy because we know him. <laughs> <laughs> you My know him. Best friend in high school uh, was is still a drag queen, and I was a backup dancer for a pageant that he did in Columbus, Ohio. And I met um, another dancer out there who's going to remain nameless. Yeah. And uh, he and I stayed in contact. He would come visit me in New York. We had a really great relationship. We saw each other several times over the years. And when I let him know that I was coming to LA, um, he was here. He's like, "Well, you know, come, come, stay with me. Like, I'll help get you on your feet." I stayed with him for two days. He kicked me out on the fucking street. On the street. <laughs> on the street. Oh, no, you, you can, can curse. Oh, yeah, I can cuss. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. This is I, for I cuss all, Are you kidding me? I have, like, trash mouth. Right. This is, this is, for, this is not for children. Yeah. So. so he put me out on the street. So I am on the street with my bags, like, wow, okay, I've been here for two days. The only person, well, the only person I know just kind of threw me out. Um, I knew one other person. It was a long shot. But he was there for me. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he picked me up, he helped me get my stuff together, and a week staying with him, I was at the 24-Hour Fitness in West Hollywood, and I ran into someone who I may have hooked up with at Fire Island a few years prior. May may or may not. And um, talking to him, and he's like, well, I'm uh, going to be an extra on a movie tomorrow. Um, And the setting just happens to be in a male strip club, and they're looking for extras. And I was like, well, I have zero money left. And he was like, you, the pay is $800 for the day. And I was like, what do I have to do? I'm in. So I am on the set of a movie called Behaving Badly starring Elizabeth Shue. She was there the whole day. It was super cute. And I am, no joke, I'm ass guy number one. Um, I'm in a thong. Did you you just say ass guy number one? Ass guy number one, yes. I'm in a thong. And my whole thing was that I just, my ass just kind of passes the camera and then they pan to Elizabeth. So that was the whole day for me. Mm. But while I was there, I met a very handsome gentleman who at the time was a bartender at the Abbey. And I told him about my situation and he said, well, uh, you're obviously a good looking guy. You save a dance background. I know you the manager. See dancer New York. But anyway, um, he's like, I know the manager of the dancers at the Abbey at the time. Uh, this was years ago. There was maybe a group of 12 dancers they rotated at the Abbey. So this is a much smaller Oh, I knew group. them. <laughs> right? Steven knew all of them. That was 100 years I knew ago. Them. <laughs> right? I knew them. So, but, but see, I, I didn't live here, so I didn't know. I didn't know the Abbey was like a thing. I didn't know oh, it was, she was like a, It was a big deal, yeah. right? But that was the time where the Abbey was like, you walked in and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, when she was like, it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I didn't know. I was just like, okay, cool. I'm from New York. At this time, I'm like, L.A., whatever. I'm not scared. I'm not impressed. Mm-hmm. I walked in. I meet this guy, Devin. He's like, okay, put the speedo on. It's Super Bowl Sunday, by the way. He introduced me to David Cooley. I have no idea who he is. I see all the other dancers. 
And this is the year that, this, I think it's the first time Beyonce ever performed at the uh, Super Bowl. And at the Abbey at that time, the second Beyonce went on, something happened and they lost the feed for the game. So Cooley flips out and is like, ah, ah, music on, dancers, dancers. And he's mm-hmm. like, you, you, get up right now. So I get up there. I'm opposite Stephen Deller. Oh, <laughs> and I don't know him well, but. I've been nothing but a dancer for the past, I don't know, eight years. So the music comes on and I dance my ass off. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I don't know the Abbey. I, don't, I, I just had a good time. Mm-hmm. And they hired me right away. And That's that was awesome. how I stepped into go-go dancing in West Hollywood. Yeah, that um, is probably, I don't know, good and bad, right? I mean, I didn't, good and bad, yes. I didn't know anything about the setting, so I wasn't nervous. I wasn't anything, but I also wasn't prepared for what I was stepping into. Yeah. And when you were, are... Wait, were you go-go dancing when we met, or had you not started? I can't remember. I don't know if you had started yet. I think maybe you were just about to start I think or I was just about to start, yeah. yes. Um, but anyone who's moved from New York knows that... People in New York are busy and they're straightforward and they do not have the time to BS and everyone's very just like cut to the point. So that's what I was coming from and that's what I was used to. I was not used to this like needing to approach things from the side and everyone (laughs) is very like, they, it took me a while to understand that being upfront and cutting to the point was considered kind of like thirsty and aggressive here. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't prepared for all the kind of like underhanded behind the scenes stuff that was happening in the club scene and at the Abbey particular at that time. Yeah, the Abbey was re- the Abbey to me is very interesting and it, it was, and it's also really been interesting with their their go-go dancers over time and their choice of go-go I dancers mean, over the time. I mean, you can even you can even I've gone there for years and years and you can tell because it used to be a scene to where like if you saw anybody other than a white boy dancing, you were just like if it was a black boy, he usually danced on Sundays because that's when most of the you black mean people ransom? come. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> what you mean? There what? Was, there ransom. was only there, there was, was only one, a couple. Yeah. There was one black boy named Well, boy. He's not. He's a man. Man. He's well, a, well, you know, man. we say boys. <laughs> His name is Ransom, and he's uh, been there for hundred years. But the real big buff guy. Yeah, yeah. But um, he he has not aged. No. One bit. Yeah. But the yeah. other guys, the the only other ones that they had were were mixed race guys. But if you saw like a dark skinned guy dancing, it was always on a Sunday whenever they would have, cause we used to call Sundays chocolate Sundays. Cause that's when other black people used to go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it was but, like urban. Yes. yes it was urban. And they, and they let them play urban, a little bit of urban music for a while. It was popping. It was real fun. But yes. of course that didn't last long. Um, you know, but anyways, but yeah, they were very, um, because the owner, yeah, let's call her Schmavid Cooley. Right. Yeah. Did uh, <laughs> not want those kind of people in there. Which, which I was telling Adam that it's so interesting how they are now mm. about the Abbey when it used to be a lot different back then. Because I know my, room, my old roommate used to DJ there and they could not play anything but dance music. Like if they did anything other, they'd be like, okay, you're doing too much. Come back. I remember, yeah. I remember <laughs> the owner going up to DJs and being like, like just cut it, cut it, no yeah. more of this. Yeah, that's what my roommate used to tell me at the time, like, that they just couldn't. Because everybody would always be like, why can't you play anything else? Mm-hmm. But they we're not allowed to, but... Um, yeah, I've only ever known it as dance music. I yeah. Mean, you know? I mean, which is, which is fine, but my only thing is, like, 
some songs don't really need a dance remix. Mm. Like, like to me, the guys these days want to hear the regular Beyonce. They want to hear the regular Gaga, the regular like Dua Lipa. Like, you don't have to remix some of those songs. Like, you it's not going to kill an Adele you. Dance remix. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we'll all sing it. Right. But, but we will dance to it. Like, you know, but I don't know. It's just like, it, it's not going to like kill your club or change your patrons of if you play the regular, you know, if you play a Nicki Minaj or Cardi B, because that's what these kids want to hear anyways yeah. these days, you know. When you play Cardi B, all the white boys will love it still. Oh, God. Oh, my God. If you play that WAP, it will the WAP. God. They, white Steven's boys are obsessed Steven's favorite song. song. Oh, my God. I can't I cannot. deal. I can't deal. But I'm telling you, gay white men are obsessed with that song. <sighs> particularly, like, I have seen it with my own eyes. You mean, you mean the, over you mean the, and over the driest again. bussies are into that song? <laughs> Honey, there's not a drop to be found. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. It so they, they hired me and I again someone who's stepping in from the outside has no idea so I immediately am like struck by this okay the Abbey has this status the dancers seem to have this status yeah. I'd never worked at any of the other clubs I had no connection to the culture at that time in West Hollywood the whole go-go dance go-go boy thing was very different than it is now it was um it was really a huge part there was like a go-go boy day do you remember that yeah. it was like once a year so it was very different um yeah so was i was different. really struck by how there was this kind of status that the abbey dancers had but they the, did but they the did. bar itself treated us like garbage well yeah the, actually that's the true official because- the official stance of the managers was People come to the Abbey for the world-class drinks and service. Well, that's not true. The I mean, dancers are drinks, inconsequential. Uh-uh. So the, we didn't even have a dressing room. They had us in a supply closet with all the cleaning. By the bathroom? By the bathroom yeah. with all the toxic cleaning chemicals. And you couldn't get more than three in there at a time, but they would shove seven of us in there at yeah. one time. Um, but that was at the time that we had free booze. So, oh, I remember so, those days. So people were willing to. I used to come and give y'all drinks. You and uh, Garrett, I would get y'all asses drunk. <laughs> come here. Because, <laughs> you know, I used to love me so some Garrett. So I'm, <laughs> I'm there, I'm there, and then there would be these times where I'm in there dressing, 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 and the manager at the time, I'm not going to name his name, um, would come and he would kick me out, out of the dressing room. And then finally, after I'd been there for a while and I was cool, um, he would just shovel bumps into oh. the dancers' noses just between mm-hmm. breaks. So yeah. we were plastered, one, because the booze was free and cheap. Yeah. And everybody was completely, completely, completely high mm-hmm. off their asses. I mean, that was a fun time. <laughs> well, you know. Well, I remember that, actually, because you say you've been here, like you said, eight years. Quite some time. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I've been seven. So, like, when I started yeah. going to the Abbey was right around that time. And I do remember that the dancers were, like, that. Like we, I mean, he did know, all, Stephen knew all the dancers. <laughs> we always went around. I would just stand there, like, and I'd be like, oh, my God, I just came out. This is crazy. You know? And, like, <laughs> but, yeah, I do. I remember that exact time. So if it looked like the dancers were super, superhuman, it's because they were chemically altered. Yeah. Swinging from the rafters. That was the days when everybody knew all the ceiling tricks. Yeah. Everyone did all the bar stuff. Yep. It was like Cirque du Soleil in there. It was it, incredible. It was. You know, it used to be like, honestly, I would always just tell somebody, if you had never been to the Abbey during that time, that whole time where it was just at its height, yeah. it was literally like something you would see in a movie. Yes. Like yeah. you walked in That's and you were like, what is 
is this? These boys are swinging from the rafters. They were like, and they'd never been even to LA. And I took them to this spot. They're like, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, it was was (laughs) insane. You were just like, where am I? And that's because at the time, there was uh, a dancer named, his name's Brandon Grimm. And he's now, he's currently... In Vegas, he's hired uh, at the one of the Zoomanity shows, and there, of course, they're all shut down. Yeah, but he's like world pole dancing champion, incredible. And every weekend, he would do a class where he taught everybody how to do acrobatic tricks from the bars in the ceiling, how to do pole tricks. So at that time, that was part of the. If you were going to be a dancer at the Abbey. You had to know how to do those tricks. Yeah, your they body, were really good your with body that. had to be a certain level. You had to have a certain. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when you were hired, Stephen's making faces. At the in time case you were hired, your body had to be yeah, a certain level. Because some of the well, I will give this in general. In general, yeah. the boys at the Abbey, for at the most time. part, had the best bodies out of anybody in the clubs. Mm. And you would get on put on probation if you didn't keep your shit together after you a while. Sure would. You would get mm. on probation. I knew that. Wait. And I would I would give them that. And I would be remiss. We would all be remiss if we didn't mention Vanessa. Oh, I Vanessa. Loved Vanessa. The queen. Okay, so let me just say, let me just say one, she's like a doctor now. I know. She what? was she she's, is. she she literally put herself through medical school while, while supporting she- her mother. And to this day, to this day, she's a dancing legend. She is on a legend. one a legend on a pride. She made um, over a thousand dollars in thirty minutes. She she came out in a thong, and by the time she finished, she literally had a money tutu. Honey, and we all counted it, and it was like. $1,300. It was crazy. People she was, used to just she was tip her. Phenomenal. She was a force oh. of nature yeah. and the kindest person. She was so she was sweet. So sweet. Yes. She really was sweet. Yeah. I mean, you always knew when you walked in the club, if there was a crowd of people around the box, it you was knew it was Vanessa. It was yeah. like, that Vanessa is Vanessa. Was, like, it was Vanessa and the boys. Yeah, yeah. you just knew it. It yes. was just like... And because she could get anybody... Anybody oh. to surround her. It guys, could be gay girls, guys, straight, straight guys, gay. lesbians, like everybody. Lesbians like, loved, loved her. her. <laughs> lesbians loved were her. obsessed yeah. with her, like obsessed. She was gorgeous. She though. was really but beautiful. She, also, she just knew how to work it. She literally seemed like she came from one of the legit strip clubs where mm-hmm. the girls just like with the black girls. She, That's what she, she said. She, <laughs> she, she, she had, she like had she worked, the samba yeah. hips. Yep. She had the bar tricks. She was just, she... To this day, one of a kind. Yeah, legend. She legend. was definitely J Lo before that J Lo movie. Mm-hmm. She was just on whatever that movie mm-hmm. was. Oh yeah, I yeah, can't think you of that, know name that movie. Right now. But but hustle, the, hustler, the, the hustler. She was definitely doing that stuff before. Yeah, yeah. She was. Oof, so wait, awesome. I have a question though. Has any, did anybody ever fall from the bars? Oh my god! I like I I, I used to wait I to see. I always that. wondered if somebody was gonna fall every so time. So there were. I mean. I'm only going to have my, my share my own experience. Okay. <laughs> but they don't let boys dance on the bar bars anymore. Mm-hmm. Like in the uh, in the main room where the fireplace is, they used to have a boy on each corner. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that's that. Right. And sometimes people put their glasses down. Sometimes, okay, let me just tell you, a slice of lime is the kiss of death. Yeah. <laughs> let me just say, a sneaker, and you <laughs> think <laughs> you're yeah, feeling, like, no. Girl, my ass she done. dove into <laughs> so the audience. One of the, one, like the worst, the worst fall I ever had, I was dancing, dancing, dancing. I slip on a lime, and my crotch, no joke, this guy must have been like 6'4". I just like crotch landed right <laughs> on his shoulder. <laughs> he caught me in his arms. 
And I'm just, I'm dying. He's like, honey, are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. Dying. He legit walked me to the back in his arms. Oh. And yeah, I had a bruise. I had, I had a bruise on my gooch. Oh, yeah. Wow. It was pretty bad. That's intense. <laughs> well, so I always wondered that. How was a typical shift of dancing? So you would get there around eight o'clock. And they wanted you there about an hour before your shift started. An hour? What the hell do you need to do? I, okay, so let me just say, let me just say, go-go dancers, whatever, they, they wanted to make sure that you were there. And if you weren't coming, if you weren't there by that time, they would, they would talk to you, they would try to contact you maybe like twice, and then they would try to call like um, a replacement. Gotcha. And it was like, okay, what are you wearing? We've got all the underwear, whatever, whatever. Um, then they would do the shifts and all of the like a list, all the like a list dancers would mm-hmm. like second set. So everyone who had like the seniority, they right, would be the second those early, set. Those early shifts. Yes. And yeah. then everyone who was like, kind of like, you know, second string, they'd be the first set. Mm-hmm. And then it would just be 30 minutes on 30 minutes off. And we had our super cheap plastic vodka bottle at the front of the bar. <laughs> everyone would start the night with two shots and we would, we would go yeah. and then we'd be, you know, shoveled cocaine throughout the night. And- oh, I remember too, when you guys, um, back in the day, you used to be able to wear anything you wanted to wear when dancing. And yes. then they started to get the, everybody wore the same thing, which I don't know if I really like, cause some things look good on some people, not on other people. And some of the designs were left a lot to be desired in my so opinion. That's no, that's not the case. So there was always, everybody always wore Marco Marco underwear. But before that, that wasn't the case. Well, people used to wear whatever. When I, when I was there, okay. when I, when I was there, we had, there was always like a fabric crotch and the ass was mesh. Yes. I remember and like, those open mesh mm-hmm. not like little no mesh. i remember those but i remember everybody had to wear the same thing but there was a point where that wasn't the case that was before my time but that was before you yes yeah, yeah i don't know i, I marco marco i am uh, mm. i don't know if i yeah mm. it just wasn't my favorite <laughs> stuff i mean you know it yeah. just i don't know i just mm. and then uh, what i can also say <laughs> about a lot the, of mm's. i know <laughs> and then what i can also say about the dancers too is that like at the abbey in particular um a lot of them for the most part, everybody had an amazing bodies yeah. and everybody's really good at the tricks. Everybody not, had something about them that was exceptional. Yes. Mm-hmm. But not everybody could dance. No. And, no, but if they couldn't. But it didn't matter. They had a great face. <laughs> I'm like, it didn't matter. Yeah. Maybe their package was very important. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It did, it <laughs> but did there, was, there was something that was visually pleasing. Yes. Yeah. I yes. used to come with my dollars. So, hey. Yeah. You know. I paid my rent in West Hollywood for a solid... Five years being yeah. a go-go dancer. Well, yes. and I also felt a little bit like, I don't know, I I think because I danced and I taught, I always had a sense of like, I need to support because I kind of get the you dance really, life. You mm-hmm. really did. You know what I mean? You really did. And yeah. I remember you coming up to me like, child, who is that up there? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you need to pull them aside and show them where their hips are. <laughs> right. Just, I mean, it, gets, it just get the rhythm. You ain't gotta, like, it's exactly something that Steven would say. <laughs> I know. I'm like, girl, you got to at least just get the rhythm. You where's don't that, have to where's do that side step. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Get the rhythm. No, I just felt like I had to, like, I don't know. I, I feel like when I was much, much younger, I didn't really, I didn't really tip really much because, well, I didn't have any money. Um, and I kind of didn't get it. And also, when I moved here, I danced at Rage. I actually danced at Rage. 
little known fact. Was it like cherry pop? It was, <laughs> I only did it like twice. Yeah. I did it at Rage and I did it one time in San Antonio. And I was like, I don't want to do this. But um, but I was going to oh do God, it. I would have killed to see that. Oh, God. See, but I, I was like. I dabbled a few times before I came here while I was living in New York. But oh, I was so you? I was so scared that anybody would see me that I danced at like the seediest, like most underground place yeah. possible. Mm-hmm. And at that time, it was a bar called The Cock. Oh, I don't even know what that is, honey. The cock. <laughs> like, I, don't even know what, I don't even know what that is. Anybody, anybody who knows about the cock, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to research. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look her up. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I did rage because my roommate was working at Rage at the time. He's like, "Do you want to dance? I need dancers." They asked if you want to dance, and I was like, "I needed money. I didn't have a job. I needed money." And mm. I was like, "Okay," but it's funny because I only did it a couple of times. And right after that, I got a job, so I was like, "Okay, I'm not gonna do this." But um. But it's like legit. Like I get it. It's you know. I legit. thought it always looked really fun. Right. Like I exactly. always wanted. Like see, I would watch people up there. I'm like, I want to do that. That's the thing is that it is. But um, I had multiple people tell me, including my manager at the Abbey, because he really did. He told me, "Be careful. People get caught up." Mm-hmm. Oh. And I was like, "No, no, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm early twenties. Don't tell me anything." Mm-hmm. And I got caught up. I really did. I mean, when you, <clears throat> I was dancing maybe four or five nights a week and anyone, you were dancing a lot. I was dancing a lot. You were dancing a and lot. anybody that <clears throat> knew me only knew me from being in a speedo, twerking my butt off mm-hmm. and being like overtly sexually friendly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. any invites to anything that I got, any, um, anyone that approached me, they were approaching me in that mindset. Mm-hmm. Here is this like oversexed, like bubble butt twerky, like white boy. I'm just, you know, so nobody, I didn't have nice guys coming up to me, let's say. Mm-hmm. So and how, I wasn't invited to dinner. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to ask you like, <clears throat> so while you were doing that, how was like, Dating. I mean, you, could you take anybody seriously? Nobody. Yeah. When you are in that position, anybody that is talking to you has already formed their, they are, they've already formulated their little fantasy of who you are. Right. So they aren't interested in who you are. They're interested in what they've already kind of created you are this fantasy person. Mm-hmm. Whatever they've made you to be, that's who they are talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the beginning, it was, I didn't know anybody. And I, when you are a classical dancer, your whole life is nothing but class, class, class. There's no time for partying. There's no time for fun. So stepping into the environment in West Hollywood, it was very different. And then to have all of these guys pay me all this attention was brand new. It was brand new. If you think about it, I've been doing nothing but ballet and modern dance for the past five years. My body is insane at that time. Crazy. But that was my frame of reference. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And again, LA was super new to me. So I had no idea. I didn't know that everyone's into the new thing, the new person. You're fresh. You don't know. So Mm -hmm. I, I fell into it. I really did, yeah. and I lost myself for a little while. But a lot of people fall into a lot of oh, things totally. here. Oh, totally. It's LA. hard not to. Yeah. 
I mean, there's some people that are still dancing now that I'm like, well, girl, uh, how long are you going to do this? Honey, I'm like, ma'am, you've been up there for about 20 years already. Thing. So, I mean, granted, it's nice that your body's still nice, but I mean, uh, I don't know, but whatever works for you. I mean, right? I'm like, girl, if it's paying your bills. Well, like, I mean, I, it, it, you know, it's probably going to be weird, like, for some people losing that attention, you know? Yeah. But see, that's the thing is that after, for me, after a while, your whole life is centered around this. So you only know people who are on this nightlife schedule. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone that leads a professional life, maybe except for the, you know, the exception yeah. of you and mm-hmm. people that are in Steven's immediate circle. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but even at that point, though, when you got later on into dancing, we weren't really hanging out that much or talking that much. I only saw you at the clubs. Yeah, I never got to see you anymore. Because and, I was sleeping until yeah. three or four yeah. in the afternoon. I'd get up, I'd go to the gym. I would eat and then I would yeah. go straight to work. Mm-hmm. Every now and then I'd run into you at the gym, but I really didn't. Uh, you'd pop up in class every now and then, but yeah. I didn't really get to see you that much. Yeah. And you know, I I had I had a really fun run. I had a really fun run when be, because I lucked out and stepped into the Abbey when I did. And I'm going to say that when I first started at the Abbey, one of the only people that really danced was Vanessa. Oh, yes. And because I wasn't a stripper, I wasn't a go-go boy, I wasn't an aerialist, I was a dancer. No, you were a dancer. So I got my ass up there and I danced. You were one of the few. I was one of the first. And then that kind of- Others came later. That kind of set the precedent in the Abbey. And then Devin, who was the manager at the time, was like, oh, wow, this works. Yeah. It's exciting people. Mm-hmm. It works with Vanessa. I see a boy that I'm, I'm not going to compare myself to her, but no, but I, I was, know what you mean. I had that energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he started to pull more boys like that. Yeah. Um, and then from my platform at the Abbey, I really had the opportunity to work with some amazing promoters. My favorite, favorite, favorite uh, was Luke Nero and Andres Regal. Andres Regal is actually still doing club promotion. He's actually doing amazing things for downtown pride and the gay community in downtown. He is working tirelessly, but they had hired me for different parties. And rather than being one of like a crew, there were nights where I was hired to be just me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there were nights where it was just me at Evita or just uh, at a party called Rothschild or, Oh yeah, He's, I forgot about Evita because right? you used to always be like, "Come to Evita," and I was like, "I got to go to sleep" because it was like, <laughs> it, it was a, a weekday. It was a it, was, it was a weekday, and back in the day, I used to party a lot on weekdays. But now I'm like, "Girl, I got to go." They to had bed. me in this huge like Aztec headdress. I know your and, pictures were amazing, but I was oh like, "Okay, God. I'm gonna come," and I never did. I, rem- I remember this one like Evita was <laughs> popping, popping, popping. There'd be like Vogue battles that would break out, random yeah. runway walks. I remember one night there was a TV crew that showed up and Andres grabbed me. He's like, Chess, get out there, dance. I just like, do whatever you do. Do something. Do something. <laughs> just dance. <laughs> By the way, huge Aztec feather headdress, harness, and a jock strap. Just saying. Well, you know that you know you gotta have a harness. Have we a harness. always say that's the gay staple. Yeah. You gotta have a harness in any costume. Yep. It's like, girl, where are you gonna be for Halloween? I think I might be a princess. I'm gonna wear a pink harness and a tutu. <laughs> I'm a mouse, duh. Right? Yeah. A harness and a tail. Like you yeah. know, you know, it's like the um you, you gotta have the harness. Got it's it. like the you know, the main thing with our outfits. But you know, at this everybody that I'm interacting with, um, they have this very kind of skewed 
vision of me, right? In my mind, I have my history. I've done all this thing. I was a dancer, blah, blah, blah. But all anyone's seeing is this go-go boy with a bubble butt hanging from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to come to terms with this is everybody has their kind of idea of you. Yeah. And that's what they're operating on. And uh, I'm not saying I had a great time. I had mm -hmm. a lot of fun, but it took me a while to realize that um, I was an object to a lot of people. Yeah. Well, yeah. you had to realize that that wasn't your identity. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Absolutely. That, that wasn't who you, it didn't define who you were. No. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people have an issue with, with that, figuring yeah. that out to this day, I'm sure. Because for some people, that's the biggest thing that they will do that is fame-wise. Well, because it, it, you've, especially dancing at the Abbey in West Hollywood, right. I mean, they tried to make a show about it. Um, <laughs> you know, you feel like a little bit of a, like a celebrity. Right. Right? I feel like in your mind, it kind of, you kind of, I don't know, maybe you can well, clarify people, that I mean, because you're the, getting a lot of at attention. The at the time. Yeah, at, at the time. At the time, yeah. it was a big deal. And I stepped away for a little while and then right when they opened the chapel back up, uh, I, they reached out to me again because they were trying to get a whole different crew together. And I had been doing my, I had stepped away from the Abbey. I was doing events that were gay. Mm -hmm. I was doing events that were queer. Because by that time, Abbey had turned into right. a straight bar, yeah. basically. Right. Yeah. It turned into a straight bar. Because our Sunday fun days, weren't, it wasn't fun anymore. It wasn't yeah. fun anymore. Because you worked there, straight and we were partying there where Sunday fun day was the shit. Yeah, was oh shit. That's a, that was a place to be on Sundays. They, people came from all over the world oh for Abbey my Sunday fun God. day. Yeah. It was yeah. nothing like it yep. at the time. And, and then you found yourself trying to wait through girls with giant purses and heels and like really and the bridesmaids parties shitty and, straight guys like yeah. being like don't touch me bro I'm no. like you're in my house yeah exactly. this is our you're space our club, like bitch. you guys have enough of your own fucking places you, you literally, <laughs> just like, go back. literally have the whole world yeah why are you here yeah. why are you here so i stepped away from that um because like i said i was very fortunate enough to from the abbey i got to step out that was my platform and i was able to work at other parties downtown hollywood and i did that for a while yeah um but when they opened the chapel they had reached out to me and I was the, I danced there the first night and, so, I, and I managed the boys. I managed the dancers at the chapel, I'd say for the first three months that the chapel was open. Yeah. So for people that don't know, Abby is like a, a our chapel is like a, a, I don't know, an add on to the it's Abbey. It's like an extension. Yeah. So at the, previously, mm -hmm. the Abbey was next door, which mm -hmm. was like the, okay, whatever. But right next door was a bar called Here Bar. It was yeah. Here Bar. Yeah. And that was the local gay hangout, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You knew that the Abbey next door, there might be a bunch of women, there might be a bachelor party, there might be a bunch of guys cruising women over there, but Here Bar it was, was boys. gay. It yep. was yeah. boys. Yep. And when they opened the chapel initially, there was this idea that, well, they know what the Abbey is, but we bought the we bought the here bar space. It's the chapel now, but let's kind of frame it as this is the gay space. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they didn't hire any girl go-go dancers, which they had at the Abbey at yep. that time. Mm -hmm. And they had framed it as, okay, we're going to have this as an elevated gay space. But it really just turned into another Abbey. Yeah, but yeah. most of the boys did move over to chapel because we had already be kind of been run out of the abbey yes. for the most part. Well, so. you didn't want to be stepped on with heels yeah. and hit with purses anymore. Yeah, so yeah. we had kind of moved over um, over there. But um, so real quick, I know. Um, 
what I want to know, what I know, what I want to know is what would go down in those dressing rooms. Oh my goodness, <laughs> what wouldn't? Because I would be like, I need to go in there <laughs> to see what's happening. So let me just say, the owner of said clubs would kick dancers out often to imbibe certain chemicals with oh. his friends and guests. Yeah. yeah. So that happened a lot. Didn't matter what time of night it was. Didn't matter if we had to change. Didn't matter mm. if we needed to whatever, whatever. One. But were you doing things with the other, with the other dancers is what I so, want to know. <laughs> so maybe. The, the gay, like, so I mean, the, when the crew was tiny and it was the same boys all the time, no. But as years went on, and they started to have more, quote, quote, straight boys in there. They might be a little drunk, a little inebriated. Things would happen. Mm. That's where I needed to be. Let's, you yeah. know, little. <laughs> that's what I was hoping for. All right, that's where I needed to <laughs> little, be. Little exploratory circle jerk here and there. I mean, you got you to gotta be looking good in the Speedos. Oh, when you go honey, honey. <laughs> I, let, let me just, I have, I have no regrets. Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't either. You know, ironically, the first boy that I that was my first serious boyfriend in Texas was a go-go dancer. I met him on a box. Honey, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Too I know. Met him, <laughs> met him on a box dancing. Ironically, weird. But uh, yeah, yeah. Where, where else did you dance at any other bars besides Abbey Chapel? I have danced. Everywhere. Yeah. Yes. I remember seeing you at, at Commodore when Commodore was, was a thing. Com yeah, Commodore. Oh, my God. Commodore was totally one of my parties. Mm -hmm. But that was Luke, Nero, and Andres Regal, mm -hmm. right? She was um, cute, but you couldn't move. I had my little... Yeah. I mean, it was yes. great for the dancers. It was great for y'all. Yeah. Yeah. But we were but, like... But the space itself was pretty small. Yeah. Yeah. I, for With Luke and uh, Andres, I did Commodore, I did Davida, and I did Rothschild with them. I don't even know. What was that? Rothschild was down at the Roosevelt. In Hollywood, uh, it's where I had the bunny mask on. Y'all got the gays into Hollywood. We sure did. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, we haven't Luke, done that from at, back in at the, right. the time. At the time, Luke, if there was a party outside of West Hollywood, and it was Luke and Andres, you could count on the fact that it was quality. There would be an so interesting would mix. There would be great music. And to this day, Luke has uh, he has a couple things going on. He has Donkey D's. I haven't been yet, but I've heard really. <laughs> I've heard I've heard amazing <laughs> no I've heard amazing things. I'm sure it's great. Check it's out Luke Hero has Donkey D's. I'm not mm -hmm. sure what Andres is doing right now. I know he's doing a ton of stuff with Pride DTLA, but Andres, uh, prior to COVID quarantine, what have you, Summer Tramp, one of oh, the most yeah. we love, we love Summer Tramp. Tramp. the most amazing event yep. in California are none. Yeah, mm -hmm. we love Summer Tramp. It is full blown yeah. three AM level messy it is at messy. like Two o'clock in, in the afternoon. afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Summer Tramp is the best. Uh, we, Bubble we machines, gotta, uh, water slides, above ground pools, amazing music, boys, girls, trans, everything. whatever, yeah. everything, and everybody. We had a whole is, summer with yeah. no summer trip. It's just such an experience. It's just like something. But well, it's, just, it's, it's something totally different. Everybody is so accepting. Yeah. There is everything you can imagine. Everything it's is like celebrated. And that's what I love about Andres Regal yeah. is that he... He creates these spaces for the queer community that everyone can be completely themselves without mm -hmm. judgment, yeah. without... It's, it's amazing. Yeah, but it's like he's, old skid He's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, okay. So do you know Do you know my friend Do you know my friend JC? He was on Big Brother, the little guy. Oh, yeah. I see him okay, all the time. Okay, so JC and I are at Summer Tramp, and we're I just like... I think we were there when you guys were there, as a mm, matter of fact. So we're there. 
we leave and we're just, we might be a little, you know, altered and mm. we're walking down the street and then we just kind of notice like, wow, we're walking through a lot of tents. Yep. We both might be in Speedos or short shorts and crowns and like random. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was, it was a very interesting Yeah, walk. she's, it, it's definitely, mm-hmm. when you go, you're like, whoa, <laughs> where am I? Like, yeah. it's a wake up call. And then you go and party. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and people wear all their outfits and stuff. You it's know, crazy. I'm, I'm really lucky. Um, there, I didn't get stuck in nightlife. Yeah. Um, I was able to, everything I had learned through all my years of dance and whatever, whatever, um, I was able to kind of flow into a career. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Like, how did you segue into what you're doing now? So, um, my, my boyfriend, he and I have been off and on for years it's been super complicated, but he's been the most supportive, uh, selfless, encouraging person that mm-hmm. I've had in my life for a long time, David Rosenberg. Mm-hmm. He saw that I had so much more in me than I was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, personal training, personal training. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. He's like, well, what about something like Pilates? Mm-hmm. It's like, eh, yeah, maybe. I found a certification and he kept nudging me, nudging me, nudging me. And finally I listened. The second I listened to him, it just took off for me. Mm -hmm. And my life is where it is now because he supported me, but didn't, he wasn't a nag. Mm -hmm. It was always this like, oh, how's the Pilates coming? Mm -hmm. Did you do your test? Did you do your hours? How's it going? Mm -hmm. And I am where I am now because of of him, because of his support and his love. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. David's yeah. a sweetie. I, I don't he know him well, is, but I know him. He's incredible. <laughs> yeah. He's um, he's one of the most genuine people I've ever met in my life. That's great. Yeah. Aside from Stephen Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Started that when Pilates? Um, four years ago. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's been a minute. It has. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you you took us through a little basic class the other day, but that uh, but that basic class is the culmination. Yeah, of four years of very intense study and work. Mm-hmm. And I say basic because I couldn't do more than well, that. See, <laughs> that because you're basic. Because <laughs> I'm not flexible, bitch. <laughs> but that's the thing: is as an instructor, mm-hmm. can I distill the work? When I say the work, I mean Pilates. Can I distill the work down to a place where you can connect? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you can't connect, that's my fault. Mm-hmm. But if you can, it's because I really understand the basic building blocks of the amazing, beautiful work of Joseph Pilates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I revel every day in its beauty and its simplicity and um, I love, actually, it's so funny, Sunday's my only day off, and you guys are like, bah, ha, ha, you're teaching Pilates, but nothing gives me more joy than helping people connect to this amazing yeah. gift that is our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. I could tell well, you really, really, we're like, yeah, well, okay, we can't dance, I'm gonna, let's do this. And, <laughs> and, yeah. I, and you know what, I, I love it. Mm-hmm. It's a gift that was given to me, so I look at it as like I'm passing this incredible knowledge onto you guys. Yeah, that's why I was saying that. That's why it's like you were a great teacher. Mm -hmm. And I know that just from teaching that 
Um, well, that, and then when you when you t- when you told me, you're like, "Wow, you're a great teacher." When you said that to me, it was like that really means a lot from someone who also knows what it is to be a teacher. Yeah, because the thing is, like, when you teach something that you love, you realize that it's not really about you. No, like the, it, you get the joy out of teaching it to somebody, seeing them excel at mm-hmm. it, seeing them get something out of it, yep. seeing them meet other people, seeing them get better at what and they do, and not the student who's naturally good at it yeah no but if you exactly. can get someone who is clearly not mm-hmm. me does not naturally <laughs> incline yeah but you can take them somewhere yeah, else yeah that's by what, the by the end of the lesson mm-hmm. didn't you feel like at the end of the lesson mm-hmm. in your eyes i saw you're like wow i got something out yeah, of that yeah, i connected absolutely. i learned and, and to I, me that is the best thing that's yeah. the satisfaction you, you get out of a teacher when yes. i would watch you guys do things in class i would just be like Especially like when you come up with something or you teach somebody something and they and they kind of do it the way you envisioned it mm-hmm. or you just see somebody who was a horrible dancer and then mm-hmm. I would be like, look at this person. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It and is, yeah. it might, and see, that's the thing is that it doesn't have to be, and like with dance or Pilates, it doesn't have to be that that person is doing it perfectly, yeah. but they are doing it for their bodies exactly. for they're doing it for themselves. Yes. Yeah. And I actually, I felt very connected. Yes. Afterwards. I felt really. very connected and I felt so relaxed. Yeah. It was I, like, I remember you saying that. Yeah. You're like, wow, I feel this. I feel very relaxed. Yeah. And yes. Uh, I yeah. was like sitting in the car on the way home. Just like, wow, I'm like so chill. That right was now. really good. Yeah. That's why, I would, because that's why you I, were connected to your body. Mm-hmm. You weren't yeah. a passenger. Yeah. You were involved. Yeah. I yes. messaged you in the car, yeah. like because we Thank we had just got in the car because I was like you. that was really really great yeah. and I think you're a great teacher and I want to do more. And see, that's the thing is that my this whole journey that I've been on, you know, from being a raver in Tucson to being a dancer at the University of Arizona to dancing in New York to being a go-go dancer hanging from the ceilings of West Hollywood, <laughs> that has all congealed into. Who I am today. Mm-hmm. I would never take any of it back. No regrets. Yeah. No regrets at all because yeah. where I am now, I couldn't imagine being anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. And I love who I am now. I love what I'm doing now. And everything I've done, messy or no, it's been an amazing wild ride. Yeah. Yeah. Well, journey. we've all had some messy moments. Uh, <laughs> hey, you I don't know, know what, what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm always really, really, no, really, really clean. Right. You're like, not, not me, not me, no, not me. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's been great. No, so. that's great. It's really good to hear. That is, so, it's like I refreshing. Mean, I got, yeah, I got cut up. I did the whole thing, but you know what? I, through the support of amazing friends like Stephen and David, and being able to fall back on the amazing teachers that I was exposed yeah. to, I was able to bring myself out of what may have taken a lot of people down, and now all of those things are just amazing memories that I would never take back. Yeah. And I'm so glad I got to do that. Yeah, yeah of course. And we know as a, as gay boys, especially, it's your your good friends are your family and, and your chosen family. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's why we're all here for each other. Because yep. sometimes you need that friend to be like, oh "Hey, my hey, girl, like yeah. I said, like I <laughs> what said, are you doing? You don't love it too much." <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be here having this conversation, chuckling about all this without you, Stephen. Yeah, no, yeah. and, and I, you know I love you, so I'm glad. I love that, you too. Thank you. I'm glad that you came on and and shared. Because again, like we say, you don't know who's listening absolutely you don't know who you're helping mm-hmm. and who can just take something from what i mean just y- if anything yeah. just like trust your innate gifts mm-hmm. yeah and run with those mm-hmm. yeah 
Don't. And we're like so much more capable of what Don't we try to reinvent the wheel, honey. We, we That's do, true. You know. Everyone's everyone has something where they shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't try to do something else. Where do you shine? Focus on that. Run and with it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, on that note, should we pop into our last segment? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um Ma'am, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what is this? <laughs> oh, 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 no. Oh, wait. Okay. Um, I don't think anybody's going to surprise now. No, I think this will <laughs> No, I think it'll be funny. So. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't you pick that card? Okay, well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, how about... <laughs> oh, goodness. No, it's cute. Okay, let's it's see. It's cute. So, ma'am, what do you think about... Waking up with oral sex. Oh, I'm all about it. <laughs> but giving it or getting it. Oh, honey, I'm gonna give you head for breakfast. <laughs> if you're if you're my man, if you're my man, you're gonna wake up to just a sloppy like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my that, god! That morning wood is not going to waste. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, okay. I'm orally gifted. I'm here. I'm, I'm here for this. I could see this. Right. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm here for this. Uh, what, Adam? What do you think about waking up with oral sex? I would love to most likely receive it. Yeah. I'm pretty lazy in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like doing a whole lot, so <laughs> it's a little too much work for me. Um, but there's times, you know, where I'm feeling frisky, and I'll, I'll give it. I but I'm know. here for it. I mean, yeah. it's usually, like, there and ready to go, so. Yeah. I mean, I'm here for it, too, but I don't know about, like, giving it. I, I'm just too tired. And that's that's <laughs> I my thing. I can't like... pull myself out of my slumber. <laughs> I mean, but from, it has been done to me to wake me up in the morning, uh, and I'm from, here for it. From but... the power bottom in the corner, I'm just saying. <laughs> it kind of comes with the job description. Yeah. You're like, my alarm went off. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get up again. You mean <laughs> after I did the Kristen Wig thing and, like, uh, fixed my hair? Yeah. And did the right. Oh, no, I just woke up. Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> it, oh, you're so strong. Uh, I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. It's time for me to give you a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I'm, I'm down for receiving it. It may take me a little bit to wake up, though, mm-hmm. depending. Yeah, it just depends on, on the day. Well, it depends. Mm. Well, sometimes, though, you do have those people in your bed that you can't really deeply sleep anyway, so you're kind of up. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Adam knows about that. <laughs> Recently. Yeah. I had an episode actually this past weekend where I just couldn't get this guy to fucking leave. I was just like, you got to go, dude. It's like, it's oh, eight in the morning. I really got to really meet. <laughs> it was, but it was Sunday. It, it was, was like before, tapping oh, him. My parents are coming it over. It was before your Pilates class. No. <laughs> he was like, that's why we were, that's why we kept joking. Oh my God, you did. That's why we kept joking at your parties because we're like, Adam, are you okay? Are you alive? Can you I'm do so this? Tired. I was like, God, just leave. <laughs> he was like standing above the guy in his bed. Like, I literally are you like, leave? was like tapping my foot, like tapping him on the shoulder. I'm like, um, you had to go. Um, so, so can I can I call you an Uber? <laughs> <laughs> are you walking? Right. I don't know. Oh man, oh, it's hilarious. But yeah, I think. That wraps up the episode yeah. today. You know, thank that was you. fun, guys. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you so sure. much yeah. for coming on. Like it, it was. I have, I have never, I've never shared all that like that. So I, I loved your story. Well, you I absolutely loved it. Thank it you. kind of feels yeah. good to let it out, though. It right? really does. Yeah, it really does. I mean, especially in a time like this, where yeah, you're absolutely. just like, oh God, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Being able to reflect on how I got here, where I came from, it doesn't. 
it it makes it feel like, huh, maybe I'm not doing so bad. Right yeah, now. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're in a good spot. Yeah. I am. So, I am. I feel very blessed, very fortunate, um, and excited about the future. Yeah, yeah. That's important. So, so where can people follow you? So um, my professional Instagram <laughs> is Chaz Knight Pilates. Um, but if you're would like to see some photos from kind of back in the day. There is Chaz all night, which is private, but if you request, I will accept. Okay. So, so if they want to do Pilates with you, they can hit you up on... They can hit me up on Chaz, C-H-A-Z-K-N-I-G-H-T-P-I-L-A-T-E-S. Yeah. Chaz Night Pilates. And we recommend that. Yeah, because we're going to do more. It was it was a great 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 session. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do more uh, some fun group classes. Yeah, we're yeah. going to. We definitely want to do, do more. Adam definitely Let's needs to stretch. Yeah. So. You know, uh, <laughs> what, are you, what are you trying to say? Adam needs to stretch. <laughs> you need a little bit of like low back oh, lifting. I, I know because she was hurting. I was like, oh, my back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Pilates loosens what's tight and tightens what's loose. Well, (laughs) I listen. I'm open to it. I'm mold me. (laughs) (laughs) Got some stuff that he's loosening and tightening. I do. I really do. I ain't gonna lie. I really do. Hey, none of us are 20 anymore, honey. Uh, Right. That's what I'm saying. I really do. I'll be the first to admit it. (laughs) Well, on that note, you can also follow us at Adam and Steve Podcast on Instagram, or mine is Adman2005. Steven is Green Ice. Steve. Yes, thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, remember that God made Adam and Eve, but he also made Adam and Steve. Any problems? Pray Pray about about it. it.